Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are firmly into the week now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer's not with us. He's on vacation. Holly and I are hanging out with you till three o'clock today. Hey. Hi. Uh, and our friend Hope is at the controls. Hey, hey. It's just a little girl party from noon to three today. Um, and one of the things that uh, that is sort of new news this week, actually today, is that it is official. Warner Media has initiated an internal investigation into the alleged workplace misconduct on the set of the Ellen DeGeneres show. And this is actually a response to the story that BuzzFeed published, I believe it was last week or maybe a, two weeks ago. It was now? a couple weeks ago. Um, about, about the, quote, toxic work environment on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, you know, listen, that BuzzFeed article had a pretty salacious headline. And, and this has been bubbling up, I'm going to say, since the beginning of quarantine, yeah, right? When, yeah, when we were all bored... Going back to, oh gosh, sometime in the early spring, there was a Twitter thread chronicling what's your worst Ellen story. The person who started the thread was doing it because they said, hey, for every bad Ellen story I get, I'm going to donate some money to a charitable cause. Mm -hmm. But going on the fact that there, it's essentially an open secret in Hollywood that working on the Ellen DeGeneres show and working for Ellen DeGeneres herself is not the happy-go-lucky experience that one would maybe assume it would be based off of watching the Ellen DeGeneres show every day. Right, because her message is about kindness. And I'll tell you, we have in the past likened this to what um, started to leak out about Rosie O'Donnell um, back in her Queen of Nice days. You know, Ellen is very much... um, kind of a descendant of that type of daytime television, that feel-good, um, kindness-focused, um, random acts of kindness, dance-around-the-audience type feel. And what we're getting, in, as far as a picture of what was going on behind the scenes, was anything but. Um, and the stories that this BuzzFeed article outlined, and Holly, I know you actually read the BuzzFeed article, 
I read like the report of the report, but it was like a headline of the report of the report. So you can maybe dig a little bit deeper into this, but um, but those allegations include inappropriate comments, retribution for bringing up concerns about problematic language, receiving pushback for taking time off work to attend funerals or take medical leave, and just a, essentially a culture of fear um, behind the scenes on the show. And this is what now Warner Media is going to be investigating further. So what are some of the, like, what did you get from that BuzzFeed article, House? Well, essentially, what that BuzzFeed article outlines it is a culture of fear on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's the same things that you were, you were talking about in the report of the report. And it, and it tells stories, essentially, that... The be kind motto of the Ellen DeGeneres show, the kindness, the giveaways, the acts of charity, the benevolence that the Ellen DeGeneres show stands for is a crock of blank. Mm-hmm. That, it, that it's just a completely hypocritical to, hypocritical to what's actually going on behind the scenes. It's a smoke show because it works yeah. for ratings. Yeah, 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 totally. It's a smoke show. It works for ratings. And people in the BuzzFeed articles, they all talked anonymously for fear of retribution because... The Ellen DeGeneres show has powerful producers and Ellen herself is one of the most powerful people in Hollywood and they understand that. And a lot of the complaints were coming from low level employees, just work a day, average people on the set of the Ellen DeGeneres show saying that the managers, the senior producers were one who were cultivating this toxic environment. The one where, you know, for example, uh, you were talking about there were people who were receiving comments, racist comments on on the set of the show Mm -hmm. they were complaining about it and they were going to senior producers and people in positions of power who could maybe change the culture but ultimately the person talking anonymously just said that they left the ellen show they left the entertainment business because they said i'm not being heard and my concerns are not being addressed and this environment on the ellen show is not going to allow that to happen so i'm going to take myself out of this equation that is so the thing that's frustrating about that is put yourself in that position of a person who has probably and to be in the entertainment business that's um that's a rare opportunity Uh, a person would have to work pretty hard to get themselves in that place to begin with and then once you're there and you're in this culture of fear that you've described and it feels toxic and you feel like you've gone through the proper channels to have it dealt with it becomes like, what is the cost to grief ratio of staying in a position like that? If you've sort of had fantastical ideas of what that would be like to work in that type of position, and then you find it is nothing like what you imagined, and there's no help for it. Yeah. you. I mean, I think a lot of people would pack up and leave, and that's unfortunate because that means incredibly talented people who probably could have worked their ways through the ranks are now like going to different industries. Right. One former employee tells BuzzFeed in that article published a couple of weeks ago, they said that the people at Ellen, here's the quote, that they hire people who are maybe inexperienced with how a functional non-toxic work environment actually is, Mm. or someone who just wants to be in that atmosphere so bad that they'll put up with it. Mm -hmm. So they go on to say that the producers kind of feel 
that this is Ellen. This is as good as it gets. You'll never find anything better of this. So if you're coming into that environment and you're a production assistant, you're maybe a a low-level associate producer on The Ellen Show, and maybe you're coming fresh from college, you're, you're pretty green in the entertainment industry, and you're like, wow, I met Ellen. This mm-hmm. is as good as it gets, because that's the message that's being told to you when, in fact... It seems that the atmosphere, the work atmosphere at Ellen is pretty toxic in a way that it's not across the entertainment industry, so to speak. They're just, it's kind of gaslighty is what it is. Right. It's like if you come with a legitimate complaint, the response is, you're at the Ellen show. Yeah. Well, you you shouldn't be complaining. In fact, you should be grateful for this position. You've made it. Yeah, you've made it. Yeah. So, but have you made it? You know, to your point, it's like people are leaving. They're not only leaving the Ellen show, but they're so disheartened by their experience on the set of that show that they're leaving the entertainment industry entirely. It's so this what is interesting about this is I feel like this has been like a slow burn waiting to unravel. Since the beginning of quarantine, right, the the springtime, when we started to hear those rumors, it's like that story has gained steam and there's interest in it. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why we're paying attention to Ellen in particular, because the Ellen DeGeneres show is but one show among hundreds yes. in Hollywood. Ellen DeGeneres is but one of many entertainers who have a very high profile. But I think that we're paying attention to it. Mostly because, one, she's a household name. We all know who Ellen is. Mm -hmm. But also that she sells her brand based on being nice, being charitable, caring about people. Right. But the people that she works with directly day in and day out, the behavior is she's not caring about them. The producers aren't caring about them. Ellen's name is on the show. And one of the people talking to BuzzFeed said, well, you know, she's not necessarily behaving badly day in and day out, but her name is on the show. Right. And, there, and she should have some kind of accountability for the way that she treats her employees who are making this happen for her. Right. You know, it's interesting because when I was talking about this, uh, when this article came across yesterday, I got a, I got like an Apple News alert or something. And I was sitting next to my husband and I was like, oh, and I read the headline and he said, wait, Ellen DeGeneres or the Ellen DeGeneres show? And I kind of sat there for a second and I thought, okay, I understand what the question is, but I don't think that, um, I don't think it's necessary to draw that line between the two. When your name is on the show and you are at the helm of, of something, you do have a responsibility to be aware of and um, set the tone yeah. for the climate. And so, yes, Ellen DeGeneres herself is not under investigation, but the show that bears her name that has become synonymous with her character is under investigation. Now, Hope talked about this in the Dirt Alert update that the Ellen DeGeneres show is under investigation by Warner Media and a third party that they've hired out to do these investigations. I'm curious to what ultimately they're going to be finding with these investigations mm-hmm. and if there's any consequences for the behavior of senior producers that were highlighted in this BuzzFeed article. Because kind of going back, so I mentioned that other shows in Hollywood don't have this kind of toxic environment. Right. But on the other hand, this kind of toxic work culture is not unique to her show in Hollywood. 
Because there's a story that was published a couple of weeks ago, kind of around the same time this BuzzFeed article was published, but it was talking about the toxic work environment on the set of shows like MacGyver and Hawaii Five O. specifically going back to the former showrunner of those shows. His name is Peter Lenkoff. And the star of MacGyver, Lucas Till, stars as MacGyver in the reboot. He said that the culture was so toxic on the set of MacGyver that he thought about taking his own life. Wow. And that is serious. That is incredibly serious. And I know that for people who have worked in, you know, in a toxic work environment, it is easier to get to that place of understanding what that does to your character, to your humanity to, as a person. Um, it may be, you know, I, I can see how people who maybe have not worked in a toxic work environment could easily sort of like brush that off as like, you know, oh, come on, why didn't you leave? But mm-hmm. but if you are a person whose livelihood is based on one of these types of shows and there's a toxic work environment, it's not as easy to become unhooked from that. Right. Well, and also, you may be under contract. Right. Like Lucas Till to star as MacGyver. Also, right. you are one of many people who were involved in the creation and the maintain and the maintenance of the show. Right. There are hundreds of people. So if Lucas Till left, perhaps he would feel like the the entire show is jeopardized by me doing something about this behavior. So it's really complicated. But but these two stories highlight the fact that there is a shift in Hollywood at least on the surface, right. of addressing this kind of behavior, this toxic work environment. Now, I don't know if it's all you know, smoke and mirrors, if it's all optics for Hollywood, but, you know, we shall see, and I hope that it moves the needle in the right direction. Agreed. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Hope is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The wonderful Hope has brought us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. Hey, Hope. Hey. Yes, we need to talk Emmy Awards today. Oh, yeah, big day. Big day. The 72nd annual Emmy Awards were unveiled this morning, and Netflix walked away with a massive 160 nominations. Oh, my gosh. Yes, so the most of any network or streamer. Of this so year. What what kind like for what? <laughs> where where are all where, those nominations? Where? Well, what does it mean? Yes. <laughs> what does it all well, mean? Well, we can look at the list of nominees for a drama series, The Crown, which is on mm-hmm. Netflix, of course. Along with The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Um, we also have The Mandalorian, which is on Disney Plus. None of those are particularly surprising. No. no. How about Ozark? Oh and my yes. Stranger Things. Both on Netflix. I'm Love actually both. surprised that's well, I did enjoy Stranger Things, but I'm really kind of surprised that it got nominated for Best Dramatic Series. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there are other dramatic series that could be recognized, although yeah. I did very much enjoy the last season of Stranger Things. I thought it was one of their stronger oh, it was ones. So oh. good. To me, that was the strongest one. It felt like it had like an actual um This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Perspective, where the other ones felt a little messy. Like I was like, I loved it, but I was like, where are we going? What's happening? But the mall one, I got it. I feel bad because I didn't even finish that season. Oh no! What's wrong with <laughs> I you? Don't know. I hope I can tell you I where love to find that it. Show. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, easy peasy. <laughs> I'll have to go back to that. Um, for nominees for a limited series, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. I know that got a lot of buzz when that series came out, but I haven't. I'm not. I haven't checked it out on Hulu yet. I haven't either. Have you watched that one, Holly? No, that's the limited series with uh, Kerry Washington mm-hmm. and Reese Witherspoon. Right. But people who have watched it, word on the street is that it's the very good. The report of the report. <laughs> the report of the report that we can give you is that it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need to. I, I so here's the thing. Like I, here, I feel like the Emmy Award nominations is a good guidebook for what you should be binging right now. Yes. Right? Because sometimes, I don't know about you guys, we sit down in front of the television with no plan and that is the worst idea. So using the Emmy nominations to help inform what you should be watching between now and when are the awards? When are they going to do the ceremony? Do we know? It's going to be in September. We don't know how. Yes. Um, we do know that Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. is going to be hosting oh, yeah. and executive producing, and it's going to be on ABC. But outside of that, I don't think they know. Right. I think just announcing the Emmy nominations today is a huge leap of faith mm-hmm. in the times that we find ourselves in right now, saying, okay, well, the show's going to go on. We're going to honor TV. We don't know how yet, but it's, it's going to happen. TV is happening. TV is happening. Big Little Lies, um, supporting actresses in a drama series. Both Laura Dern and Meryl Streep have been nominated. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have a lot for um, Dead to Me. A lot of nominations for that show. If you have not watched that show, I don't know what you're doing with your life. It is (laughs) so good. And that's the show with Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate. It's so ding-ding good. Yes, and they're both nominated for lead actress in a comedy series. Oh, no, are they going to cancel each other out? They are. Welcome to the world, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. That's life. (laughs) Thanks, Colleen. You're welcome. Here with your dose of reality. Oh my gosh. Well, what other nominations are standing out to you, Hope, today? Yeah, supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Um, we a lot for Hollywood, and that's on Netflix. And I've heard a lot of good things about that, but I haven't dipped in. But we have Jim Parsons um nominated um in his role in Hollywood for supporting actor. Which one actor. is that one? That one's like based on a real story, right? Well, that's the classic Hollywood. I didn't know if it was really based on something 
that actually happened. Well, that's the Ryan Murphy limited series. That's and, the thing. Well, yep. and the question that you guys both have, it's a little bit of actual Hollywood history. And then it's a little bit of alternate history, a little fantastical thinking on the part of Ryan Murphy about a, li- a, a little what if, what have you. But some some actual real people show up in Hollywood, or at least, you know, fictional versions of real people, not the real people, because they have been dead for a I've while. heard... Thank you, Holly. <laughs> you don't roll them out. No. Um, I, but I have heard... I've heard mixed reviews about that, and I'll mm. say... The reason why I don't haven't watched it is honestly because of Ryan Murphy. I feel like he's so hit or miss for me. And yet people really want to work with him. So I don't know. Maybe that should be on the list. Okay, so that one's got some nominations. Yes. Okay, this category. Lead actress in a drama series. We have Jennifer Aniston, Aniston for The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. And Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve. There's a lot of really good nominations no in this category. Um, have you guys watched Killing Eve? No. I have Get not watched it either. Get on the stick, you guys. <laughs> that is a great show. We binged that hardcore at our house. It is seriously unlike anything that is available on television. It's like part hilarious, part like spy drama it's just yeah it's good it's good stuff watch it zendaya is also nominated in that category for euphoria oh over on hbo yes Mm. all right well it seems like we have quite the list of television shows that we need to watch before september 20th i'm actually writing a list right now checking it twice Mm -hmm. it's actually good because you know to your point colleen earlier it helps you escape the television void when you don't know what to watch and then you just end up staring at the screen and you're like wow i didn't accomplish anything time to go to bed it's true so yeah so check out those nominations (laughs) then you'll know what to watch thank you hope for that dirt alert all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we need somebody to play the 30 second pop culture challenge 651-641-1071 seconds five pop culture questions get them all right you win a prize on my talk 1071 we are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions we do it every day at 12 30 on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer's not here. Nope. Holly Roberts is here with me. We're taking you to 3 o'clock, and Hope is at the controls, and it's time for the 30-second pop culture challenge. We don't have a caller yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, this Rude. happens. Sorry. Hope. No. I didn't know if I was supposed to play. No, okay. you don't no. need to apologize. <laughs> you go ahead and roll that beautiful bean All footage, right. and then we're going to talk to people. <laughs> Second challenge. And by talk to people, we mean shame people yes, into, into calling, calling us. 651-641-1071. That is the number to call. And you guys, it could not be easier. Sometimes it's harder. But all you have to do is answer five pop culture questions in 30 seconds, and you get to win a lovely prize. What is the prize today, Holly? Do you know? I believe the prize today is a beautiful, wonderful My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Who doesn't want that? Especially in this weather. We would like you to be covered. We would like you to be covered in a comfortable cotton. We would like you to be wearing that My Talk t-shirt out and about 
in the grocery stores, wherever you go, in the park, to let people know that you're a listener to My Talk 1071. But you can't wear that shirt if you don't play. And you can't play unless you call. Do we have a contestant? Yes, we sure do. See, shame works, Hope. It does. Okay, we have Steve. Steve is on the line. And what? Oh, we already know what Steve is playing for. <laughs> All right, Steve. So you know how this works. The timer is going to begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Baby Yoda, or the child, is a character in what TV show? Star Wars. It's a little more specific. Star Wars, I don't. Next Generation. We're going to just move on, but we'll go back to it. Better Call Saul is a prequel series to what TV show? Mm, Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, Incorrect. Tracy Ellis Ross plays Rainbow Johnson in what sitcom? Huh. A uh, Little House on the Prairie. Wrong. The TV show What We Do in the Shadows is about what folklore creatures? Wow. Drag? Mm. No, Steve, Steve, you know what? That was entertaining. Thank you for playing today. Oh, <laughs> thank Let's you. Let's go back and answer the questions that Steve did not get correct, which was all of them. So Baby Yoda or the Child is a character in what TV show? The Mandalorian. Better Call Saul is a prequel series to what TV show? Breaking Bad. Tracy Ellis Ross plays Rainbow Johnson on what sitcom? Blackish. The TV show What We Do in the Shadows is about what folklore creatures? Vampires. Now, we didn't even get to this one. In the TV show Watchmen, who is the President of the United States? That would be Robert Redford. Ta-da! That one was a tough one. I will, you know, but, and Steve, thank you for entertaining us and, you know, Mm -hmm. being the one to call in and play. Um, Now, is Donna with us? Hi! Hi! So, now that Donna's here and we've gotten through all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Ooh, yeah, we're like that was like in stereo. That was fun stuff right there. You know, just to work in my button bar, you know, Donna, I heard from Dawn that y'all could hear me making some radio oh, magic. We did. On the other Ta-da. end. Yes, Ta-da. very fun. Well, we didn't hear you. Steve heard you. Oh, that's right. So, you know, behind the scenes magic, I'm in a different production room, but apparently Steve could make hear me making some wonderful buttons such as this. <laughs> Cookies and also that. So <laughs> I like I like to make him think he's crazy. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's no what. It was anyway, great. I thought it was he was great. Nuts. Oh my anyway. goodness! Let's solve some celebrity gossip mysteries now. Our first one is confirmed, meaning that NT Lawyer has confirmed the identity of the subject of this blind item. Here we go. This hit streaming show was supposed to shoot one more season. The crew and writers and lots of recurring characters had counted on that and the income. Then, the A-list star of the show who comes from an acting family said he wanted to do other things and that the show got in the way. Ooh. And it's streaming. It's streaming. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like an FX show. No. And he comes from an acting family. He comes from an acting family, that is correct. Now, I'll also give you a hint that this show did get some love at the Emmy nominations this morning. Okay. And is it one that has another season coming? But maybe, is it Ozarks? Oh. Good job, Coco. Thank you. I, star? Uh, that would be Jason Bateman. And the acting family is him and his sister, Justine Bateman. And I'm, I hate this. Yeah. 
So because it makes him just sound like a real jerk, and I don't like that. But don't you think? Mm, Okay, just going to play devil's advocate here. Please do. Laura Linney probably wants to do other things, right? I mean, listen, yes, that is life, though. Like, if you're on a, I don't know, this is why I get frustrated. I'm not saying that you have to do the popular TV show forever. That's not what I'm saying. But when the show is doing well, this is the trap that celebrities often will fall into, which is the show is doing well. They're at the top of their game and then they get offers and then they go, well, all these other places want me. Well, I should probably go to them. But you're doing the successful thing. So stick with the successful thing. That's a that's a good point. And this is why we only have two like seasons of things but you know what what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is like a taylor swift who is a country artist wants to break out and do a pop album and then she does the pop album and then she becomes a pop star i think that's what everybody's hoping for is that the bigger thing absolutely but the but the problem well i don't know that it's a problem i also want other people involved yeah and, yeah and here's the thing you can do other things jason bateman has done other things while he's been doing um ozarks and the oh gosh i mean the other stars of the show have done have taken on other projects the problem is when those other projects they want to take on so many that they start to conflict with the show that is the shooting yep. schedule yep and so it's not like he doesn't get to do other things. It's that he doesn't get to do other things as much as he wants right. to do other things. Rude. I know. Rude. I like it. Entertain Ew. us. Entertain yeah. us. I love Ozark. And also, it's at the fact that at the whim of one individual that hundreds of people yes. right. now we'll are without work. Yes. Because he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So wait, are they not going to even shoot the season that's promised to us no they have one final season of Ozarks I don't know when that's going to be coming out okay but then that's it and that's it okay so so that's what I was trying to get my arms around is are they still going to do the one that they've promised us but but I guess what this blind item is saying is that this next one was not supposed to be the last one right but it is the last one because Jason Bateman had other things he wanted to do I say kill his character off and make it all about Laura Linney I'm sorry and and what's her face because I love her What's oh. her face? You, do you guys watch the show? I only watched a few episodes. Darn it, what is her name? So dark. The, it is super dark, but it's so great. The girl who plays Rose, the woman who plays Rose. Rose? Um, on Ozark. Her name is, um, oh, darn it, Julia Garner? I'd buy that. Is that her name? I'll go with it. Yeah, Julia Garner. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Let's well, do another one. what it's worth. Okay. Blinded by the Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Donna. Here we go. If you think things are bad at the office for employees of the talk show host, mm. multiply that times 10 for her employees at home. You think the actress is kind is a kind and loving employer? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I, I, mm-hmm, I believe every word of this. I'm, I hate Who is this. It? It's Ellen. It's Ellen. You hate this? I do because I don't want her to be mean. I want her to be who we wish her to be Uh, yeah but you know what let me just bring you to reality okay okay? because it's smacking you in the face right now nobody is all good all the time that is very true and some people are not good any of the time and i'm not saying that that's ellen i'm just saying she's somewhere on that spectrum okay
And also, I oftentimes think the people who are, you know, like, I think we said this in the first segment, like, it, the the show is a smoke, I mean, it's a smoke show because it works, because it sells. Kindness is, it sells. Right. It's aspirational. It's aspirational. Yes. And okay. I just don't know, you know, that anybody can be as kind as you are portrayed on a show. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily falter, but it does not sound like things well, are Well, I believe it all, too. Yeah. I definitely do. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But I Whoa. hate it. I know. You don't have to like it. It's all good. Thank do we you. have time for one more? Or no, Holly. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, fine. <laughs> all right. One more celebrity gossip mystery. This one is confirmed. Oh. I don't understand why the permanent A-list DJ is making such a big deal of separate beds. It wasn't a big deal in his last marriage when he did it. So why is it a big deal in this one? Howard Stern? Yeah! I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Good job, Donna. Wow. Donna, you were on that. Yeah, so apparently Howard Stern making a big stink about he and his hus- or his wife, Beth, sleeping in separate beds, but he's always done it. So why are we even talking about I it? I mean, you know, people are looking for things to talk about. Hmm. Welcome to the world. I mean, I, the, maybe he snores. There's lots of maybe she absolutely good idea, good reasons <laughs> for people to sleep in separate beds. It's all good. It is all good. It's all good. I will say when my... Okay, nope. That's... Nope. I'll tell you. Fine. No, I'll tell it, you. Fine. It. When we upgraded to a king-size bed, I wanted... Because we have an adjustable bed. Oh, my gosh. We sound very old right now. No. But we do. We have an adjustable frame. You guys, it's a game changer. If it is offered to you, say yes. It's the best. But I wanted to do the two twin beds so we could go, you know, like I could like sit up if I wanted to and he could be laying down. Oh, but and in, my in, husband in the same room, like next to each other, like as though it was a king size bed. And my husband was like, I just don't feel like we're at that place in our marriage where we need two <laughs> twin beds. We regret it because sometimes, yes, because sometimes I want to be sitting up and he wants to be laying flat and vice versa. And, you know, what's the point of an adjustable bed then? So that's my advice to everybody. If they offer you the two twins, just take it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, Donna, yes. it's been a delight. Oh, and I you. Okay, well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Thanks, Donna. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's what we're watching live. Holly has been watching Comic-Con at home. This is something that everybody can be doing right now. And she's going to tell us what she thinks after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Hope. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are taking it to 3 o'clock. Hope's at the controls. And Holly, you've been watching uh, some Comic-Con at home, which is something we can all be doing. But whenever we talk about what we're putting our eyeballs on, we do a little Here's What We're Watching Live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're, we're Watching Live. Live.
Yes, I spent some of my weekend watching Comic-Con at home. So, you know, we're not really gathering in large groups right now. Correct. If you haven't noticed. well, comic- And if you're doing it, don't do it. Stop yeah. it, please. Yeah. Stop it right now. That's not what we're doing. Mm-mm. Comic-Con in San Diego happens every July, and arguably it's one of the biggest geek gatherings in the world. Do you know that Bradley and I have lobbied to go like a thousand times? Yeah. Well, and it's really hard to get tickets to yep. go to Comic-Con, one. And then two, you know... You know, we do our best to try to go to Comic-Con, but every year we have been thwarted by something. Mm-hmm. Well, now this year, because A virus. <laughs> it's been thwarted by a virus, people. Because nobody is going to Comic-Con <laughs> this year. Comic-Con was like, well, you know what? We can't have the actual con in San Diego, but what we're going to do is have Comic-Con at home. And we're going to have a bunch of Zoom Q&As that take the place of what would normally be happening in person. So at Comic-Con, one of the fun things about Comic-Con is it's where all the studios television, movies, internet studios, they go and they put on panels to sell their latest wares. Mm. You know, for example, hyping up the latest season of Star Trek Discovery or The Walking Dead or Bob's Burgers or any number of things. It's a, it's a big Hollywood to-do. Yes. Well, we can't have it this year, so they decided to put on these YouTube Zoom Q&As. Okay, which this... Okay, can I just... I do just want to say this. This, to me, is the most... Um, the part that I would want to be present for the most, right? Like the the con part, the like you know mosey around and go from booth to booth would be like meh. Yeah, going to the, me. Yeah, going booth to booth, it would be fun to peruse. But I'm not a person who buys stuff, so ultimately it would just be a looking experience. I'm also not into cosplay because at Comic Con people like to dress up in elaborate costumes. Yeah, really cool to look at, but I'm not a joiner. Right. So neither am I. Be, and I also feel that. uncomfortable when people, when grown adults are in costume. It's a long story. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, but no. but the, the piece of Comic-Con that I've always thought would be the most fascinating would be these panels. So the fact that you can sit at your own home and watch them at your leisure um, is is a huge bonus and they're free, right, Holly? They're totally free. So if you just go to Comic Con's YouTube channel, most if not all of the panels are available for you to watch right now. And so it's really fun to take a deep dive into various channels of geekdom and have access to the creators that you normally wouldn't have access to. And, mm. you know, us trying to go to Comic Con, never being able to go, it's a real treat to be able to participate in some of these panels. So over the weekend, look. I'm a big geek. If if you didn't know, just just nerd central over here. Because on Saturday morning, I really enjoyed the panel on Bugs Bunny, who, by the way, turned 80 years old yesterday. Oh my gosh! Happy birthday, Bugs! Happy birthday, Bugs! Pew 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 pew. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. So, on the panel, they had Leonard Maltin was there. Various voice actors who have performed Bugs Bunny over the years, and they were just talking about the history of Bugs Bunny. So if you want to take that deep dive, you can go and watch it on YouTube on the Comic Con International YouTube page. Also, That's awesome. Another indulgent geek thing, Colleen, Bill and Ted. 
This is totally, this is your lane. This is my lane. So another fun panel that happened on Saturday afternoon was the Comic-Con panel for Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's the third film in the Bill and Ted series in the canon. But Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, the screenwriter, the director, they were all there. Kevin Smith was the moderator for this. Oh, that's perfect. So it's totally perfect. It's really fun. I also watched a panel that we talked about yesterday in our D-bag segment. Not the panel. That wasn't D-baggy. But Charlize Theron talking about being an action star. Yeah. We talked about uh, on the set of an Italian job. Anyways, but you really get a chance to see the creators talking about what they do in a really fun, passionate forum. And I suggest to anybody, go in and dip in. The panels are no more than 40 minutes long. Some of them are only even 20 minutes long. So go and find something that interests you and learn a little something about it. This is it. so perfect. And what are people saying about um, how they've how they've done Comic-Con this year? Well, here's the thing, Colleen. Variety reporting that it's a big flop. I am surprised by that. But I don't care. Well, they're looking at the metrics, and here's why Variety is saying that. Well, you can't look at metrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hi. Metrics are null and void right now. Is this thing on McFly? McFly, we're not doing metrics right now because you can't compare anything that has happened in the past to what we're experiencing right now. So if you're exper- if you're looking at the metrics of engagement on social media from Comic-Con last year to Comic-Con this year, it's a losing game. And of course, you're going to think that you totally failed. But I really commend the organizers of Comic-Con for putting on all of these panels and continuing with the show in an awkward situation and saying, look, man, you know, we can't do this the way that we normally do this, but we're still going to do this. We're going to adapt And we're going to meet the times where they're at right now. And we're going to give you the quality geek content that you want. You know, it's really interesting to me. And this just speaks to a greater conversation that we don't have time to have right now. But um, is how innovative people are being about how they're going to still put their product out there, whatever that is, in this time of COVID. And of course, it doesn't meet the same standards as years past, right? That's... Yeah. But like you said, like we're not doing metrics right now. I believe that that needs to be celebrated. And honestly, like I don't want to look back on 2020 and think, let's just forget that that year existed. Because I think that there have been some serious innovations this year that have challenged both producers and spectators in in new and interesting ways. And I just don't want to throw that away. No. I want to honor that. And so with the, sa- like, the same goes for Comic-Con. I really just feel like they rose to the occasion. Yeah. And and it might take people a minute to come around to it, but that content is still there. Yeah, so go watch Comic Con at home, support it, find something you're interested in, and sit back and relax there and geek go. out. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's your go-to family meal? You might be doing a lot of eating at home right now, and sometimes you get in a rut. What's in that rut? What's your go-to family meal? 651-641-1071. I used to really enjoy... Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to... Do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. 
Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.